The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. A big what's up as we are glad you're along for another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. Your dish with Davo, where KC dropped game three of this four-game set and four-game homestand to Baltimore by a score of eight to five. As Johnny Cueto, for the first time in his career, gives up six earned runs or more in back-to-back outings. And yeah, if you were to tell me before this game that the Royals would score five runs with Johnny Cueto on the mound coming off of uh, a rough outing in his last one against Boston, if you would have told me that, presented me with that before the game, I would have for sure put some money on it. If I gamble, which of course I don't. That's a hypothetical thing, you know. But seriously, though, I mean, Johnny Cueto coming off a rough outing where he gave up 13 hits in Boston. I mean, I went as far as to say the Royals would for sure win games two and three and split games one and four. Well, I was right about game two. Remains to be seen if I'm right about games one and four. But a surprise to me, the Royals put a five spot on the board and dropped this one. And we will preview tomorrow's series finale. Give you the pitching matchup here in a couple of minutes. But first, our player of the game tonight. And only two candidates tonight. Kendrys Morales and Mike Moustakis, the only two that you can really consider tonight for player of the game. And we give the nod to Kendrys, his seventh player of the game of the year. That ties him with Edinson Volquez, who also has seven players of the games here on Clubhouse Conversation. Moose with eight, Hosmer with ten to lead the way. A lot of guys have one, a lot of guys have two, so that may not sound impressive, but it actually is pretty impressive there for Kendrys. His 34th double of the season to go along with two hits overall. Two runs scored, an RBI, and a walk for Kendrys, who also had a mammoth night last night. We gave the player of the game to Locaine last night for the base running mainly. So we'll give it to Kendrys tonight over Moose, although Moose was great tonight too, of course. Two for three with a run, two RBIs. Mike, a two-run shot off of Brian Mattis in the eighth inning, his 15th jack of the season. Great to see as Moose makes a run at possibly 20 home runs here in the 2015 season. Lorenzo Cain also two for four with a couple of singles. And overall, the Royals' offense may not have seemed that good tonight, but it wasn't bad. I mean, the Royals put five runs on the board against uh, a Chen who's been very difficult in the month of August. Five runs, 11 hits. Royals walk three times, not bad. Four for ten with runners in scoring position. So not a bad game at all by the Royals' offense. It's difficult to be hard on them. It's just the pitching wasn't there, as I mentioned in the open. Johnny Cueto gives up three bombs. Very interesting. Eight strikeouts, yet he gives up three bombs. Five innings for Cueto, allowing six runs, eight hits, eight Ks, and one walk. And it almost looked as if, sitting out there at the K, that him and Salvi never had that groove together tonight. It was like, we've seen Cueto, I mean, remember Chris Medlin a couple nights ago, how fast he worked, how effective he worked, how him and Salvi were on the same page. It was almost the exact opposite tonight with Salvi and Cueto. That's how it seemed to me, at least. After they, and that's not to say, at the end of the day, that's no excuse. I mean, you're still, the pitcher's still responsible for saying yes or no, and the pitcher ultimately gets the final decision. At least the veteran pitcher does, obviously. And Salvi's not throwing the ball. So we're not trying to blame anybody. We're not saying that's the reason the Baltimore he got the hits. But, you know, tip the cap to Baltimore. Some of those pitches were pretty good pitches, by the way, that Baltimore had at the ballpark. They weren't. And not too many of those were hangers over the middle of the plate. So give the O's a lot of credit tonight. It just wasn't the night for the Royals in Cueto. I just I felt early that him and Salvi couldn't get in the same page. And then it seemed like Cueto just kept 
not hitting the glove. It was like the ball, the ball just wasn't going where he thought it was going to go. There was still quite the impressive, you know, action on his pitches. A lot of good break, but alas, it didn't work out tonight. And I thought it was, especially in that second inning, didn't you? Because the old adage goes, and we've both watched enough baseball to know that when you don't get an ace early, often you don't get him at all. You know, the old saying, get him early or you may not get him. And I thought in that second inning, the Royals had this one. So to recap, Baltimore has runners at first and third. Nobody out in that second inning after a leadoff double by Chris Davis, a single by Matt Wieters. Runners at the corner, nobody out. But then Cueto buckles down like the ace he is, and he gets Steve Pierce on the strikeout. Former Royal Jimmy Paredes fouls out to Salvi, and then Jonathan Scope out swinging. So huge. I mean, you get through two scoreless innings, you get through that, and you think, okay, Johnny's taking it home now. Johnny's going seven innings, one run now. Baltimore, you missed your chance. That's what you were thinking, right? But the problem was the next three innings, Baltimore put a two spot in the third, fourth, and fifth on a home running to those frames as well. And I've been getting a lot of tweets at Royals Clubhouse. Oh, is this guy really an ace? Oh, is he injured? Uh, Should we worry about him? No. If this continues for two more starts in a row, four starts total, I'll start to have a a level five concern on a scale of one to ten. You can't just cancel out the first couple of starts when Cueto was brilliant. You know, starts two and three for the Royals. Toronto start was okay. Came home and was brilliant in those first couple at home. And you can't throw out seven years of data either. I'll look at the seven years over the 10 innings or whatever it is, 12 innings, whatever it is, 11 innings. I'll take the seven years over that, guys. So, no, I would not worry about it quite yet. Now, Jeremy Guthrie comes in out of that Royals bullpen, making his first relief appearance since before the Royals got him for Jonathan Sanchez back in 2012. It was July of 12, last time Guthrie pitched out of the bullpen. Four innings for Jeremy. He was okay. Gave up a couple of home runs as well, although Baltimore seemed to be hitting everything tonight. And I didn't even think the pitches Guthrie made were that bad. The one to Steve Pierce wasn't bad. Flaherty, maybe a semi-bad pitch, but I thought they were decent pitches. Baltimore was hot tonight. Guthrie does go four innings, two runs on five hits. Keep in mind, Guthrie goes six innings, three runs. That's a good start. So four innings, two runs is not a bad outing as he saved the Royals' bullpen as well. He did strike out three and walked none. So at least Jeremy was able to save the Royals' bullpen where it should be 100% outside of him tomorrow, assuming that Greg Holland's arm is quote-unquote no longer barking. You would like to think that the Royals' bullpen should be near 100% outside of Guthrie going into tomorrow, and then you do have an off day coming up on Monday after the weekend trip to Tampa. So that's good news. So the Royals will go for the series win tomorrow. I said coming in, I liked three out of four. I'll stick by that, although I did say the Royals would split games one and four and win two and three, so I'm wrong there. But I think the Royals will get it done tomorrow. Though you have to assume they may have Draw Dice and Drew Butera in the lineup, so maybe a little bit of a different look against right-hander Chris Tillman, who comes in with a 4-5-1 ERA. He's 9-8. and eight. Coming off a pretty good start is Tillman. Six and two-thirds, three runs on four hits against the Twins, although he does have the 5-6-3 in the month of August. So outside of that start, he's been brutal the couple of starts before that. So Tillman goes, the former 49th-round draft pick. Whenever I mention Chris Tillman, i got to mention that. Just cool to me. Don't even go that high anymore. 49th round draft pick. And Dyson, the 50th round draft pick. Hopefully, we'll get some A-Beats and have a big day tomorrow for the Royals. Now, Tillman's mound mate, he'll face off with Ventura, comma, Jordano, who's 8-7 and seven with a 4-6-4. And Ventura been absolutely nails his last three outings. 2-0 and with a 1-4-2. 21 Ks and 19 innings. And if you want to go back a little bit further, five starts. Ventura has a 4-0-6 and is 3-0. So that's the matchup for tomorrow. I like the Royals to get it done, but no matter what, 
you know, the Royals got to split in this series, and then that's important. Baltimore is still a team who is on the fringe of the wild card. I said last night if the Royals sweep, they'd knock them out, which is true. But Baltimore gets a win tomorrow, they do remain in the picture at least. Although Minnesota all of a sudden can't lose. They're white hot right now. Now have, I believe now believe now do I believe that game went final. I believe they now have the second wild card in their possession at the season ended today. So pretty impressive for the Twins. Toronto wins. So the Royals have a now a six game lead when it comes to home field advantage throughout the AL playoffs. Hopefully they can get a win tomorrow and then they go into Tampa Bay and and face a team that is not far behind. What a half game behind Baltimore, game behind Baltimore for that wild card as well. So it'll be an interesting weekend in Tampa. But first things first tomorrow. Uh, be looking, speaking of tomorrow, for the interview with Jimmy Campanis that will go up tomorrow, the original Royal from 1969 to 1970, the catcher. And earlier today, I did already publish an interview with Wilmington first baseman slash outfielder Ryan O'Hearn, who now has 26 home runs on the year. He had another home run tonight following our interview. Had a couple of hits and a walk tonight. 26 combined home runs for O'Hearn, leading a ball. And a guy who was getting on base like 371 in his career. Okay, so he's not just a power hitter. Lefty, can get on base, use all fields. Can run a little bit, can play a little outfield along with first base. A guy that you should definitely keep your eyes on. And if you have a second, you know, actually to be exact, 20 minutes, I would highly suggest checking out that interview and getting to know Ryan O'Hearn, a guy that will be up at Northwest Arkansas next year and probably on the radar for Kansas City in the 2017 season if all goes well. So we'll talk to you again soon on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night. Remember, tomorrow is a matinee. Go Royals!